Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 125, and today we are on the road again. Well, Jared was on the road again in beautiful Ludington, Michigan, and I am in a way on the road again trying to explore my new home away from home. So we'll be discussing what we've been up to lately, and we're really looking forward to bringing this episode your way. And I have to say, I am very jealous of Jared being able to visit beautiful Ludington during Labor Day weekend in the States, which is a long weekend for us. I was able to also somewhat celebrate Labor Day weekend because I teach every other Monday, so I had yesterday off. So uh, still trying to stick to some American traditions when I can over here in Jinan, China. So we're looking forward to it. And without further ado, my good buddy, Jared, what's going on, Jared? Hello. Hello. Yeah, I'm back from a long weekend in Ludington. I'm very relaxed. Um, one with nature, one with uh, myself, really. There you and, go. Nice. Uh, what I first want to say is spread a little love and follow us on Instagram. You can see some Ludington pictures. They have a, a great sunset. So I, not, not to brag, but I have some top-notch sunset <laughs> pictures. Nice. Courtesy of my iPhone 8 Plus. Check them out on Translatable Podcast. Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. I post the episodes there. And maybe you'll get a... Maybe you'll get a... a, a Sassy a Sunset tweet. picture. Sunset picture is what I meant. If I'm feeling, if I'm feeling nice. I am feeling congested, <laughs> if you haven't noticed. Uh-oh. But please, also... Spread a little love. With the five-star reviews, those really help my congestion. Clears it up. <laughs> the more I get... The more we get, the more uh, I breathe clearly. Um, but yeah, no, I did spend my long weekend in uh, in Ludington. It was very nice. I be- I've been there. You, you know, the reason, only reason I really chose Ludington is because when I was uh, in high school, my cousin had a uh, his family had a, like a house in Idlewild, which is right next to Ludington. And so we went to Ludington, and I was like, oh, this is nice. It was great. Went to the beach, did you know beach stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I should. I was like, this is. I know this place. And so we went there. It was great. Um, we uh, went kayaking in the state park. Saw the sand dunes. I don't think I've ever seen sand dunes before. Really? And You've spent um, how many years of your life in Michigan, and you haven't seen sand dunes? Are those a? Uh, as far as not being in the desert, are those like a uniquely Michigan, like a American thing for Michigan or something? Are there other like so. non-deserty places that are, have sand dunes? Mm-hmm. That's Usually a great in question, my head, Jared. When I hear sand dunes, I think of like dry desert areas. You know, right? I knew we had them. Obviously, I just I don't think I'd ever seen them. And we also have the famous Sleeping Bear Dunes. I don't think I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Spent a lot of time at the beach. The beach was great, um, except for the fact that it wasn't really that warm outside. I think the hottest I probably got was seventy-five, but it was probably like low seventies high 60s but if the sun was out not that bad and it was super chill it was super chill except the only thing about like i love the beach i love going to the beach i love hanging out at the beach the worst thing about the beach what's the worst thing about the beach for you what do you what do you sand everywhere yes the sand is by far the worst part of the beach you betcha i hate sand and and that's the thing when when you go to the beach Every, like the main goal is avoiding sand. You lay out something so yep. you don't have to sit on the sand. Yep. And then you, there's the annoyance of having sand on your feet after you mm-hmm. get out of the water or something like that. The water was freezing, by the way, just to be oh, clear. Oh, I believe it. Um, but that was I would, cool. 
I would Sorry. say in Ludington, you're good. I would say in Ludington, if you're going to go swimming, yeah, you want to make sure it's a very hot day. And then the water's yeah. still freezing, but at least because it's so hot, it That's feels crazy, good. That's crazy, though. Because it was August, you know, and I'm like, uh, well, you know, end of end of August, beginning of September, I was like, this is the heat, this is the pun intended heat of summer, you know, <laughs> right. and uh, this right. is the best you can do. And so I that don't was, know, though, man. Before I left, it kind of started to feel like fall. Um, yeah, but it, it it was warmer here in Ferndale. I will say that. Okay. I think Fair maybe enough. some of that lake effect, you know, could be, could be, yeah. The other well, thing let me is ask too you this. this. Uh-huh. Have you been to Ludington before? Ludington before? I have. I went there okay. for the first time last summer, and it was beautiful. And what was the on occasion? My, uh, I went camping with my ex, actually, okay. and her friends. Okay. It, was, it was a lot of fun, though. It was really nice. And uh, we got to see the lake, uh, Lake Michigan. And there was some also beautiful sunsets as well. Spent a lot yes. of time out overlooking the lake on the, during the sunsets. And yeah, I was actually hoping to get out there this summer and didn't make it. So maybe next summer we might have to make an untranslatable trip to Ludington as well and, uh, and check that you out. You and I go I camping want... together? That's right. That's right. A little, little untranslatable retreat. That's, that's right. Um, I'm curious though, Jared, what was the kayaking like? I, that sounds like a lot of fun. Ooh, the kayaking was fun. So the kayaking was not in Lake Michigan. Ludington is on Lake Michigan. But because, once again, it is Michigan, there are lakes everywhere. So this was actually mm-hmm. on, uh, I believe it was called Lake Hamlin. It was within the uh, the state park. And we rented a two-person uh, kayak. You can either do singulars or uh, two-person. I kind of think two-person is more fun if it's just two people. Uh, yeah. And so we did that. And uh, we had it for two hours. Excuse me. And um, it was actually, you know... We started off in like this little, like little like part off to the side of the lake. It was very chill, and then eventually we went out into the lake. Which even though this wasn't Lake Michigan, it was still a big lake. Like there were still people on their boats on this lake, so it was a legitimate lake. And mm-hmm. um, it, I wasn't really nervous, you know. I, I I haven't kayaked a lot. Let me be clear. I think the second the third time i kayak this was the third time i kayaked the second time being with my sister in ann arbor a couple months ago and the time before that i don't even remember but i know i've done it before um so i wasn't but I, so i wasn't really nervous about falling because like when i did it last time with my sister i was like oh i get this like it's pretty like it's much harder to fall than one might think however mm-hmm. um at the last place where i went with my sister they took car keys as a deposit so i was like oh perfect i'll just give them car keys like deposit for the boat and then right. i go kayak and then when i come back i get my keys back now they this place only took either money or a, li- or a license so you know i gave the license but then i was like okay. can you take my car keys and he's like nah and i was like all right so i had a life jacket on and i and i uh with my keychain like i ringed it to the uh to mm-hmm. a, a part of my uh life jacket and i was just like uh I hope this doesn't get wet. See what happens. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and also, like, this is, like, one of those, like, smart key thingies. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know, like, w- like, like, it's not, like, I, I'm, um, I, I have this other, I have an, another car and it has, like, a normal key. And it's right. like, oh, yeah, I, like, if it gets wet, maybe the buttons won't work, but I still have the key. Um, right. But this is like, I don't know what's going to happen. So that was, like, a level of, uh, like, it did feel like. Iron Man's little circle thing with like looking at my key like it felt like if you touch this the wrong way something really bad could happen and I'm not right. really sure what it is. <laughs> right. 
but it was fun. It was a lot of fun, and it was cool. Like, uh, like first we started off in the slow area, and it was kind of chill. And then once you got out to like the main area, starting to get like the waves and stuff, and managing the waves a little bit, it was a lot of fun. And it's a good workout too. My arms were tired. I'll, I'll bet it's a great workout. I will say this: I prefer kayaking definitely on lakes instead of rivers. Because okay, why is that? Well, so. I mean, so with lakes, I mean, you do have the danger of boats, I guess, depending on how big the lake is. But like with rivers, you have so much more like debris, like branches and sticks and logs Ah. and... And you got to really make sure you're paying attention to where the river is going. Maybe you could be a little bit more active because... Like, do you you prefer the the open water because it's better for lazy situations? Yep. I'm trying to relax, Jared. That makes sense. You're going for that workout. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and see, when I when I went uh, when we went to Ludington last summer, I did the tandem kayak uh, with my ex, and I th- and I was in the back, and the back is generally the one that does the steering, right? And it had been a yeah. long time since I'd been on a kayak, and this this thing was pretty big and it was kind of heavy, and uh, so there were a couple times where I definitely got smacked in the face by branches. <laughs> um, so that that also my, wasn't great. When I when I went with my sister. Um, that was like she was like well she had kayaked a couple times before that apparently let's be clear because (laughs) because she was like well i'll go in the front because usually the front is the steerer and uh, i've done this a few times before in my head i was like i didn't know the front was the steer but i was like okay and so she went into the front and like uh like we we kept on like get like twist spinning around and going in the wrong direction Mm -hmm. and we're like why can't we get this and then like after a couple of minutes, I was like, you know, what? I think I'm the only one with controller, like over steering. Yep. I was like, I've been watching you do stuff and nothing happens. And look, when I just stick it in, I, we turn this way or if I, and so um, once I learned that, that made everything a lot easier. Then I was like, oh, right. okay. I feel like uh, but I was a in the bit back of a learning too. curve. Okay. I feel like there's a bit of a learning curve, like getting the right kind of, you know, how to, how to turn at the right angle and everything with the, with the kayak. But yeah, they're a lot of fun. I've like uh, canoed before though. So I wasn't a complete noob. Right. I, I at least knew like the, I had my badge from Cub Scouts, you know, not to brag. There, there you go. There you, you know, go. Whatever. I would prefer a kayak over a canoe though, just look. because just, I don't know. I've been in canoes a couple times and, and a couple times they flipped on me. I remember mm. a couple summers ago, I was going down the Kalamazoo river in Albion um, with Drew Scott and Matt Gallick. And Matt and I were in a canoe, and uh, we ended up hitting a sandbank that we didn't realize, and then like the canoe flipped over. Um, yeah, but is this a great like example of like, oh, those canoes can be dangerous? Not that they're dangerous. I think they just flip I easier just than like, kayaks. I'm just questioning your guys' sobriety. That's all. And I was like, I'm taking, <laughs> I'm trust, I'm trusting these guys for. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is uh, legendarily called cabrewing for a reason. That's that uh, is true. <laughs> that is true. But um, yeah, no. So that was fun. Um, I will say this. And now listen, I, 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 well, I don't hate to be this guy. That's not true. It does get. I did get some get out vibes. You know, like it is very weird being like. Like, I, I don't like the feeling of, like, I'm, like, there is sort of that feeling of being the only black people in, like, a hundred mile radius of this place. Right. And um, I hate for it to be, like, like, it's not even like it's an issue, but sometimes, you know, you feel like you walk into a place and everyone's just like, like, oh, look at that, or something like that. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm paranoid. Listen, no, I'm the problem. I take it back. Everyone's lovely. Well, uh, we I went- mean... 
I can I can relate to that a bit, Jared. Here being in China, oh, that's a good point. I get stares <laughs> all the time. Now. That's a good point. We'll, you we'll talk about that more later. Anyone. Yeah. Um, so when we first got there, we did go to the farmers market. We did. We were going to get some fruit for the beach, um, but there wasn't really much uh, fruit options. Not really apple season, obviously, which is something we will get to. By the way, we will do an episode on that. We haven't oh, talked we about have this, to. but we should definitely do an episode on that because I will be going. But anyway. Um, we got, we, we, there was a station where they had wine and, and, um, the guy said you could like taste any of them. And there were like maybe 12 different flavors of wine. Sounds but dangerous. These were, like, these were like fruit wines. So okay. it was, it was say like, like a um, cherry wine. Yes. Yes. Or uh-huh. a peach or, uh, you know, something like that. And we tasted a bunch of them and we ended up buying one of them. And, um, it was it was uh it was cool it was cool to see the little farmers market but it was a pathetic farmers market I will say that there was not okay. much options there but the wine was good I haven't drank it yet but uh I got some treats today from the grocery store that I think will be nicely paired and I'll, okay. I'll, I'll come back with the uh with the review of that but yeah it was cool what, it was cool what like kind it was of wine made... did you get again what fruit I'm, oh man oh I don't remember because we bought it the first day we got there. And okay. we didn't drink it while we were there, so it was just been sitting, sitting around. I'll, I'll update. It. I'll let you know. I'll take a picture of it and I'll put it on on the gram. I'll let you know. I, my, I believe it's black cherry, but Ooh, I don't even delicious. know why I put that out there because I'm not even. I'm nowhere close to positive on that. Okay, fair enough. The food was okay, but I didn't ex- expect much. You know, like it is a, it is like a, like a beach town. It's, it's not mm. like a. No one considers. Ludington to be a culinary uh, masterpiece by, by any means, but it was right. good. Uh, I went to um, I went to Cracker Barrel, which went on the <laughs> nice. way there, which nice. is a classic American stop. Could you explain Cracker Barrel? Oh yeah, my my parents love Cracker Barrel. Especially I love my Cracker dad. Barrel too. Uh, so yeah, Cracker Barrel. Well, it's like half. Well, if it's still like it used to be, half of it was a restaurant, and then half of it's like a kooky gift shop with all sorts of crazy gifts and stuff. Like they have yeah, rocking say, chairs on their porch, and it just reminds me of kind I'd of say like two thirds. I mean, excuse me. Uh, yeah, I'd say more like yeah, maybe two thirds, one third. But I, it's probably more more places to eat than than wacky nineteen fifties esque like uh, store. But I feel like I feel like Cracker Barrel is like the franchise or chain of like when I think of Americana eats like old yes. school American food like biscuits and gravy, really yes. good fried chicken. Uh, I always got the fried chicken when I go there. Amazing, great fried breakfast chicken. too. Mm-hmm. What did and you guys the, get? Um, I got breakfast. I got. I've been. I've been getting into fried eggs recently. You remember you oh, were there when I had got it. I at do the remember. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the Fleetwood. That's right. <laughs> I really haven't getting. I've been talking about it too. I've been getting into fried eggs recently, so I got fried eggs. Um, there, they, they, you get to choose between. So there's sausage, um, uh, bacon, and sausage links and patties and ham. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, and you get to pick three of those um, of those options. And so I picked two bacon's and a sausage patties. Nice, and uh, and then also pancakes and um warm apples like uh you know like the like the caramelized apples uh-huh Ooh. um is that what i got delicious and what did that set you back i'm just curious that was probably oh i can tell you exactly what it was that was i believe 
just under ten dollars, nine sixty. That's something. really good. That's yeah. a that's a good deal, I'd say. And Sydney got um, the fried fish platter, uh, which is catfish, I believe, with uh, green beans and um, oh man, and um, oh mac and cheese, and it, that also comes with two biscuits. Yep. The biscuits are bomb at the Cracker Barrel. Yes, I had some of them also, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. And that was probably like uh, $11. Okay, that's still really um, good. I'm yeah. assuming Sydney has been to Cracker Barrel before. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's okay. a, a classic. It's also a classic like American road trip stop, I'd say, too. Oh, I would agree, definitely. And this was about a three and a half to four hour drive uh, there, so... It was like, oh, well, um, perfect prime uh, Cracker Barrel time. And so uh, there was that. And then um, it was great. We had like a little, um, we had like a little, like a, I'd call it like a, it was essentially a nice motel. Let's put it that way. Like, I don't want to glorify it too much, but it was like one room. And then there was a bathroom, obviously. And uh, it was, you know, you had like an entrance and they had like this little code, you know, like you type a code in and, you know, you can like twist it to unlock or lock it. And that was the thing. And so they gave us a code and we had access to a little room without keys, which was nice. Mm -hmm. And um, just don't forget that code. And it was pretty nice in the little room. And it was literally right. It was like a three minute walk, if that, to the beach. And so it was like right across the street from the beach. And uh, it was great. It was great. That's perfect. And, 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 and you know, it's it's rare that I go on vacation and like actually relax. You know, they no no vacation I go on. Like for example, when I got back from uh, our European vacation, I was freaking exhausted. Yes, <laughs> I, I was too. All my colleagues were well rested at my school, and I was just like, I need oh another day God. of vacation to recuperate from. Yeah, you and Don being rough. here. Yeah. You need those relaxation vacations, though, I'd say. But, like, there was, like, truly no... Because it's not like there were any sights to see. You know, like, we went to the state park, we went to the beach. That's really what mm-hmm. Lettington is, uh, other than, you right. know... Right. We I mean, went to... go there, yeah. House of Flavors and got ice cream. And, okay, nice. um, and so, like, it, 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 was, it, was, it was just a great... Pl- it was easy to have, like, uh, no agenda. We had, like... We knew we wanted to go to the beach. That was easy. It was right across the street. We went there, like, mm-hmm. three times. And nice. we knew we wanted to go to the state park and go kayaking at some point. And that was really it. That was all the plan we had. <laughs> okay. Sometimes from little there, plans or no plans are the best plans. From there, it was great. It was great. And uh, yeah, but now we're back and back to reality. Do you know what Labor Day is? Why we celebrate Labor Day? Oh, man, that's a great question. How long we've we been celebrating Labor Day? Uh, well, it was... Hmm. I don't know the history of Labor Day whatsoever. I mean, I know it's to celebrate the workers, right? I mean, that's what... I, I mean, imagine. that seems pretty obvious. I mean, you don't have to be a genius for that one, but, you know, right. good job. You betcha. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it started in, um, I mean, I, just to be clear, I didn't know anything about it either. I didn't mean to be a little, that, I didn't mean to be that snarky because I don't know anything about it <laughs> <laughs> Except for the fact that it obviously is like to sell it. Uh, so here, I'll just read a little bit. Labor Day in the United States of America is a public holiday celebrated on the first Monday in September. It honors the American labor movement 
and the power of collective action by laborers who are essential for the work for the workings of society. It is the Monday of the long weekend known as Labor Day weekend. It, rec- it is recognized as a federal holiday. Mm-hmm. And it has started sometime in um, in the late 18, 1800s, the late 19th century. So, yeah, I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, I, I, I tend to get Labor Day and Memorial Day mixed up. I'm not going to lie. Memorial Day yeah, is, in, I have um, is in May. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but it's nice to have that long weekend. And I'm fortunate to have a long weekend. Well, pretty much every weekend, but then super long weekend every other since I have class on uh, Mondays every other week. Right. Um, right. And we, we can get to that a little bit later. But yeah, but it sounds like you've had a great time in Ludington. I did. Makes me really happy, buddy. It's I'm such fresh, a great place refreshed. to spend time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have some maybe black cherry wine after this. I'll keep, I'll, I'll keep you guys posted on that. I'm there you go. Podcast. There you go. Well, Jared, I think it might be time to spread a little love. I agree, Chad. Now, I don't have any love to spread. I was too busy relaxing, maxing out cooling, <laughs> and shooting some right. people outside of the school. <laughs> well, I have three shout outs for you. So this, this headline alone, Jared, is pretty crazy. So... Bedridden for 11 years, man proves the experts wrong by inventing a surgery to cure himself. So, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, wow. there's, this, there's this gentleman. It's impressive. Um, let me find his name here. Um, well, the doctor that helped him was called, uh, named Dr. Coughlin. Um, and the, the gentleman's name is Lindsay. I'm trying to find his last name here. Um, only says Lindsay. I'll let you know if I find it um, somewhere. But, anyway, so what happened was is that there's this thing called bilateral adrenal medullary hyperplasia, which is this disease basically where the region of the adrenal gland has grown enlarged and kind of acts like a tumor. And so what this will cause people, Jared, is it will basically cause them to be bedridden. They can't walk. Um, It's really terrible. And now what's crazy, though, is um, there have only been 32 cases that have been diagnosed. Doug is his name. Thank you. And so Doug Lindsay um, was, uh, his mother has this, and I believe his grandmother as well. And so basically what happened is that he realized that uh, he was, unfortunately, he had to drop out of medical school, or, or sorry, um, undergrad for, uh, to get his biology degree. Um, and he like called his mom and they knew. But what's crazy is he basically read up on all this and tried to do as much research as he could. And then... Uh, uh, he, f- he had help with the doctor and was able to, uh, get his disease, uh, cured. So I think this Did is he, really the doctor amazing. Perform his own surgery. Uh, I believe the doctor per- performed the surgery, um, okay. but he was the one that had been consulting with the doctor right. to, um, get this all figured out, which is pretty amazing. Um, right. so yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, and it, so it took 18 amazing. months for Doug Lindsay to find a surgeon. Um, <laughs> yeah to do the procedure what, yeah uh, that's not surprised what doctor would be willing to do that that doesn't that seems a little risky for your career right right but i mean it's things like this though that if they i mean granted yes you're taking a huge risk if they go wrong but if they do go right this can be a huge leap forward for the medical community and what's yeah, crazy you're about taking this that risk on someone's on, on a person you know yeah i mean they've done tests on animals <laughs> yeah. oh, wow jad well, I mean, Jared, would yeah. you rather be would, would you rather be bedridden for the rest of your life or take a chance and hope it works? Well, well that, but that's 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 the guy. Not that's not the doctor, though. I'm talking right. about the doctor. Right. 
The doctor. Right, I, yeah, I understand why that guy would would be looking so hard for for people. That makes total sense. Yeah, Shout exactly. Out to him. Yeah, and so what's crazy is so the surgery. Well, not what's crazy, but the surgery was a success. And what's crazy is so three weeks after the surgery, Lindsay uh, Doug Lindsay could sit up for three hours, and by the end of three months, he was able to walk a mile to attend church. He remained standing at the back of the midnight mass with so much to be thankful for. And then so, uh, then uh, the second medulla, so the surgery basically, uh, one medulla was extracted and then the second was uh, excised in uh, 2012, uh, which had completed the procedure. And Lindsay had actually invented this procedure, I guess, on, at home on his computer. Um, and so, so, yeah, so unfortunately though, uh, Dr. Coughlin, who was the one that helped him with a lot of this, passed away in 2014, um, but he was able to witness the result of his service um, and belief in Doug Lindsay's ideas. So I think that's really amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, and now what's really interesting is Doug Lindsay is now a, uh, a medical consultant for rare diseases um, on The Simpsons. So that's kind of cool. On The Simpsons? Yeah. And in the article, he mentioned that... that in the article, he mentioned he he either wanted to become a doctor or maybe a writer or a consultant for The Simpsons and ended up doing that. So I think that's really great. Huh. And he has and he has a really interesting TED Talk as well. Um, if you check out this website called goodnewsnetwork.org, you should be able to find the article and the TED Talk is linked down there. And it's just a really amazing story. And uh, I'm really happy for him. And I think this will also help. It's a rare disease, but it will help those people that suffer under it. So thank you, Doug Lindsay, for all your hard work. And also thank the doctors at Alabama Birmingham uh, for helping them out as well. So I think that's awesome. That's a great story. My next yes. story, Jared, will um, either make college students happy or very angry, one or the other, because there is a community college now that has started to print their own textbooks and students at this community college alone have saved more than $2.5 million. So the community college is, I believe it's called uh, Chamikata Community College. They had be began uh, writing and printing their own textbooks uh, in 2015. And so collectively, they've published so 33 textbooks. Writers? I'm assuming, well, I'll get there, don't worry. Okay. So they have, right now, they've collectively published 33 textbooks, and these textbooks cost less than $40 a piece. A piece, and so the the like company I guess or what you would call is the Chamika to Press textbooks, and these are created as a collaboration between the college teachers and the students through a rigorous revision process in order to ensure that the text covers all necessary information while still being able to be understood and devoid of a lot of common academic jargon. And once right. these textbooks are completed, teachers can then use the textbook as an example of their own published writing and pupils can benefit from comprehensive course material that has been co-edited for students uh, by, uh, sorry, by students for students. I and mean, so that makes I think it's make the students right. do it, of course. Right. Well, I mean, I think it's great though that these books are so, so Brilliant. much more affordable. The fact that, you know, they're trying to keep them at $40 or less. Um, yeah. I think it's fantastic. And there are so many students that who struggle just to pay textbooks. Right. $40 or less. You're right. crazy. And I love this. I love this quote um, right here. Um, uh, this quote. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so who is this guy? One second here. Uh, so the Chamika Press managing editor, Brian Mosier, 
this is where this quote comes from. He says, no book should be $300 unless it is rare or out of print or signed by Charles Dickens. There's no morality <laughs> behind it. And I'd agree with him. I mean, why do you need to charge? There is no way, even, even these hardcover books that you know, have all these fancy illustrations and everything, it doesn't cost them $300 to produce it. Why are, are they selling it for books, $300? Chad. Right. They have well, to pay a lot of price people gouging to make those students. books. It's terrible. So yeah, so shout out to Chamika Press, Chamikita Press, and Chamikita Community College yeah. for making this you available betcha. for students. And my last one, Jared. So I'm starting teaching today, and so I wanted to find a good teacher shout out. And I have a teacher shout out today for Karen Lowe, who is a teacher in Oklahoma, who I believe teaches I think seventh and eighth grade kids. And she started this activity. Um, called the baggage activity where students were able to write any any problems or issues or baggage they've been dealing with anonymously on a slip of paper and they put it in this big plastic bag and then they would kind of shuffle it around and then other students would pull out a slip of paper and read it and if the student wanted to identify themselves they could and apparently a lot of students have been identifying themselves. And the reason why Karen Lowe did this was to establish that her classroom is a safe space for expression and respect. And, uh, and basically that this has caused the students to become much closer together. And um, I think it's really great. It's a great idea. Wow. Uh, have you ever and, heard of something like this before? I have not. No, this was completely new for me. I think it's really amazing. Uh, and I think the fact that... Uh, you know, Karen had mentioned that this had made students not only closer, but more respectful of one another. I think you're really able to see people in a different light when they're willing to share those things with you. Um, right. But I think it's also great that they're able to do this anonymously. You know, if it's too traumatic and they don't want people to know, but they can still in a way get it off their chest, which I think is really amazing. And uh, so a lots of love and a big shout out to Karen Lowe of Oklahoma for uh, having this activity for her students and making them feel safe and also respecting one another in the classroom, which is very, very important. So yeah, yeah. so those are my shout outs, Jared. But I think now it's time to get down to the, the meat and potatoes of this podcast, our namesake. Oh, yeah. And you do know what time it is, Jared. Oh, I do for sure. It's time for the untranslatables, which are idioms, sayings, proverbs, axioms mm -hmm. that don't really make any sense if you translate them directly to English, but they have a meaning. Trust us. Yep. Uh, and we, you know, we are here to try to decipher those meanings for you so you don't have to do all the hard brain work. I was, I've been digging one of our previous songs of the pod, the one that was sang by uh, the lady from Cape, Cape Verde. Mm -hmm. And so this song is, uh, or this song, <laughs> this song <laughs> translatable is uh, Cape Verdean Creole, which okay. is, um, has, I know it has Portuguese in it. That's all I got for you. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, and it's cascadente. Do you have any ideas what that could mean? Is it is casca house? No. No. Okay. Peel the teeth. Peel. Oh, oh, dente is teeth. Oh, peel the teeth. Is this like when you work really hard? Uh, no. 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 Peel. Peel the teeth. Is it when something tastes really terrible? No. No. no I'm, I'm going to give you a clue. Yes, I will. Okay. And you'll get it. Um, oh, man. I, I like it. There's, there's no, um, there's, okay. Say you're, um, well, this is, it's going to give it away. 
if you're taking a picture mm-hmm. and oh, does uh, it mean to smile? There you go. Ooh, yeah, say, all right. What, what is the English untranslatable? To peel the say cheese. I don't, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. What do you mean? Say cheese. Know. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, Jared, I'm trying something new. Um, I won't be doing this every episode. I'll try to have at least one every episode. But uh, our listeners who remember my time in the Czech Republic, I had at least one Czech untranslatable of the pod. Well, I'm in China. I'm trying to learn Chinese. I need to work harder at it. Lately, I've been trying to prep for all my lessons and everything. But um, that's just excuses. Anyways, um, there's this really cool thing, though. And let me give you and the listeners, Jared... Uh, a little backdrop of this. So there's thing. There's this thing here in China called, uh, I believe it's called Cheng Yu. I may have said the tones wrong, so I apologize. But it is a traditional Chinese idiomatic expression, which consists of only four characters. And so the cool thing about these idioms, the, the uh, Cheng Yu, is that they kind of have a nice sound and a nice rhythm, and there's only four characters. And now the crazy thing is about these is that uh, depending on how you define these, some people say there are about 5,000 of them in the Chinese language. Although there are dictionaries that consist of only these Cheng uh, Yu, and uh, I believe that's closer to how you say it, that list over 20,000. <laughs> that was so pretty I different should, the first time. I, I should be able to find at least one per episode while I'm here in China. Um, but okay. what's interesting is... These are uh, parts of Chinese literature, but there are many of them that still play an important role as uh, like idioms and phrases in conversational Chinese. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, really cool. Um, and so, so basically these idioms are one of four types of formulaic expressions, which include collocations, uh, two-part allegorical sayings, and also proverbs as well. So my first one for you, Jared, is Jiuni Yimao which means nine cows and one strand of cow hair. Um, is it like kind of saying if, if everyone jumped off a cliff, would you too? Everyone's nope. the same? Nope. Nine cows and one strand of cow hair. So, th- so think about this, Jared. So you have your it's nine like cows. Everyone's broke you're, and you're freezing. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay. Nope. Nope. Um, I mean, our, untra- our English untranslatable has to do with a bucket. Not kick, kick. the bucket, though. Not kick Buckets. the bucket. We'd say it's just a hmm <laughs> bucket. Just a rust bucket? I don't know. I have no just, idea. Let, let me try to give you a better example. So, so you have your nine cows, right? Right. In theory, lots of co- you know, cows have a lot of hair, right? Yes. But if you have nine cows and it's only one hair, it's very cold. <laughs> you keep it's this isn't about heat. It's very, <laughs> it's very insignificant. It's a drop oh, in the bucket. Okay. Is a our English untranslatable? Bucket. A drop oh, in the bucket. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's just a tiny piece, you know, it's just a drop in the bucket. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm sorry. That was bad. You're, you're good. You're good. My next one is Estonian. And it's Tuhi kot ai sisa pusti. And it means an empty bag won't stand. Hmm. Empty. An empty bag won't stand. It's like, is this kind of like you gotta. Is this about people? Not really, no. Not really. 
Well, it's like something has to have content, right? It can't just be like nothing doesn't come from nothing. There's got to be nah, something there. No, 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 no. Okay. You might hear this if you're, uh, say, visiting your grandmother or home for the holidays. Empty. Oh, so like you got to gotta eat up. There you go. There you go. Okay. Okay. You allergies right now. And you uh-huh. get that itchy throat. You know that itchy throat? Oh, that's terrible. Yep. I hate it. I hate it. Take some antihistamines, my man. Yeah. Antihistamines. Yeah, maybe I'll get crazy and take some uh, Benadryl, you know, see where the there night you, takes there me. There you go. Go, on, go crazy. Pink Floyd. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and my go next, to sleep. Right. My seconds. next one is also um, a um, Chung Yu, and it is Bantu uh, Erfe. Uh, which means, um, let me find it here. It means to walk half of the road and give up. Mm. Walk half of the road and give up. Mm-hmm. Is it like, just like not, put, not give your full, not give your 100%, not give your all? Mm-hmm. Judges are shaking their head. We'll give it to you. Yeah. It's basically like not giving, giving up halfway or, or right. not completing something. I would say our English untranslatable would be like don't half-ass something. Right. Okay. But that's a little yeah. different, I would say, as well. Because I think half-assing it, you still complete the task. You didn't give it your all. Whereas I think this one no. is more you, you start it and then you start it, but you give oh, up maybe, halfway. Okay. All right. Um, maybe. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last one is Brazilian Port- Portuguese, as you would say. Uh-huh. And it is, uh, <laughs> oh, why do I keep doing this to myself? What? Oh, I forgot to write down the actual, um, the actual, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot to well, write here, down the actual. L- let me give you mine and you okay. can research it while you're doing that. How about that? Okay, maybe I can. I found okay. that good. Go ahead. So, so my last uh, Chung Yu for today is Pao Zuan Yin Yu, which means, um, let me see here, to cast a brick to attract jade is what it literally means. To cast a brick to a- attract jade. Mm-hmm. Is that like to be like completely un- unprepared or out of your element? Not really. I would say I would say you would say this phrase, Jared, when you are brainstorming stuff. Brainstorming stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. it's just you're just like throwing out like you 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 have no idea. You're just sort of like throwing out ideas, random there ideas. There we go. Very good. Yes. Yeah. Throwing out yeah. ideas or tossing out ideas. Yeah. We have an English untranslatable like that. I just I just mm-hmm. can't I just can't think of what it would be. You have nothing for me there. Is that what that was? No. no. Okay. Uh, well, I would say we're just tossing tossing out an idea. Oh, okay. I would say. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we have a more of an untranslatable than that. But anyway, I found it. All right, everyone, relax. You're a pro. And it's Brazilian Port- Portuguese. And Portuguese. Fazer algum de gato e sapata sapato. Okay. Is something about a foot? No, sapato is not foot. Is that sat- Saturday? Sapato. Sa- no, that's Sabado. Well, I guess that's okay. Sabado in Spanish, though. I don't know what Portuguese okay. is. What, what is it? I don't what? really know Spanish. Uh, to make someone a cat and shoe. Yeah, so... Sh- oh, foot. I said foot. I meant shoe. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure gotcha. you did, Chad. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Mama um, hoo-hoo. Can you, can you give it to me one more time, the English translation? 
To make someone a cat and shoe. So is that like to... Hmm. Oh, I don't know. Is yeah, that cat is that, and shoe. Is that like to give somebody everything? Giving them everything under the sun? Everything everything nah, but nah, the kitchen nah, sink? Nah, nah, nah. No? <laughs> <laughs> I gave you everything but my kitchen sink. No, that's not it. But I like that. I'm going to use that. on. I, I don't know when. Hopefully, I never have to use that. <laughs> what, what? Can you give me a clue? Um, yeah, so you might say that like... Uh, that like um you don't you don't like someone anymore because um they uh made a cat made a, made a cat and shoe of you to and make it's a f- like oh don't to make a fool of somebody I'll give you that I'll, yeah but it means like to uh, not play with someone's emotions or humiliate them so yeah making a fool okay. of someone humiliating I say that's the same thing yeah I'd say that's pretty close okay yeah yeah nice. Well, we so are dude, here. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say the same thing. You are there in Jinan, China. That's I all am. I was gonna say. Via Detroit, then Beijing. Now here yeah. to Jinan. And let me tell you, man, I've been here now officially a week, and the jet really? lag is getting. Yep, yep. Got wow. here. Wow. Actually, I guess technically, I guess technically over a week because I arrived on a Monday, and it is now Tuesday here in China. So wow. So over and a wait, week. And you, I believe I heard you mention, mentioning that you start work today. I mean, mm-hmm. forget time. We're, like for anyone that's listening, you, you're about to. You haven't started work yet, but you will in a few hours, essentially. Right. Yes, this wow. afternoon. Mm-hmm. Are you? How you feeling? I'm very excited. Very excited to meet the students and teach. I'm going to be teaching a class on English teaching methodology. So, what I love to talk about, which is being a teacher. So it will be a lot of fun. Did you uh, scope out your route to work, school? Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, now, how, the crazy how, thing what's, is... What's the, what's the commute? So the crazy thing is, Jared, is that the... Uh, I don't know what the right term to call this is. I would say maybe neighborhood. I mean, I guess you could kind of call it an apartment complex, but it's huge. When I say huge, I mean, like, there is building after building after building. And what I've noticed here in China... Of all just apartment, you mean? Yeah, apartments, apartments, apartments. And they all look the same, right? They all look the same. And the thing that I've learned here is that in Chinese art and architecture, they really appreciate symmetry because symmetry symbolizes harmony. And so they want symmetrical buildings. And so what this means, though, is it's very easy to get lost because you'll think you're going into one building, but you're going (laughs) into a different building. Um, So wait, actually walking into the wrong building? I, I haven't yet because okay. there's a couple landmarks that I have purposefully my first day here. Yes. I was like, okay, that's what this rock looks like on my street. <laughs> there's this fountain on the road from my it apartment. It comes down to that though. Like I've been there before. I understand yep. it. Yep. And so, but yeah, so you asked about my commute to work. So right now it's about a 20 to 25 minute walk. Uh, eventually, once I get my bank account here and everything set up, I'm hoping to get a bike share app and then just bike there and then it'll be really quick, you know, five minutes. Oh, nice. Um, nice. But it's a nice walk. Uh, it's down one of the main... So there's kind of really two ways... It's humid there, isn't it? It is. Right now it is, definitely. Um, and so my walk, though, is it's not too bad. There's kind of two ways I can go. I prefer to leave out of the west. It's called the west gate of my apartment complex. There's a north, south, east, and west gate. I still don't know where the north and the south gates are yet. I need to explore my (laughs) apartment complex more. I know where the east and the west gates are. Um, But the funny thing is, 
the Eastgate in theory is closer to the university campus, but where my building is located on the campus is a far enough walk. The campus is huge. Um, and it's a far enough walk where really it's about the same time if I leave during on the West Gate and come in the North Gate of my university. They have gates everywhere here in China for the university campuses, for the apartment complexes, for the shopping centers, everything like this. Why is that? Um, I think it's just their their architecture and how it's set up. Um, oh, okay. But I, I, More like I don't symmetry? know. More symmetry? Could be. But anyways, and so the crazy thing is it's it's about a mile walk on to my building either way. Even if I mm-hmm. cut through my apartment complex where it would be shorter in theory, I'm coming in a different gate at the university, so it takes just as long. So I usually take the west gate because it's it, to me it's more familiar. This apartment complex, it feels like a maze when you try to walk through it. Um, but the commute's not too bad. The campus is beautiful. It's very new. A lot of it was built, I think, maybe five to ten years ago. So it's very, very new. Um, and the crazy thing is, Jared, uh, where the teachers' lounges are, you know, in the states we usually have like an ID card, and you put that ID card in front, and the door will open. Yes. Here in your China, no, well, that's a great guess. But actually, they have this little thing, and you put your fingerprint on, and it scans your fingerprint, oh, and then the door unlocks. No. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Well, I mean, they already have my fingerprints anyways, because that's you have true. to give your fingerprints when you do your a good visa when you come in. Point. So um, That's yeah. fancy. Mm-hmm. But it's really I cool. I trust that. Like, I, it's got to work better than like our iPhones, where sometimes if your finger is like a little sweaty, you got to right. like rub it on your shirt first. <laughs> well, but, but a colleague of mine told me that in the winter, sometimes the machines have some difficulty because if your hands are really dry. Um, oh. It has trouble reading your fingerprints. See, um, I'm black, so I lotion regularly. Right, I, I do but, not. Um, I need to do that come winter. I, does it work where if you like, like a over it, it'll like show up the last fingerprint before? I haven't. And I haven't up. tried. <laughs> haven't tried. Probably I've not. I've seen though. that in the spy movies. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But so, yeah, so um, it's a it's a beautiful campus. Go ahead. No, no, please, just keep please. But I, what I wanted to talk about a little bit is just some of my observations. Because when we initially did the first episode of me here in China, um, I'd only been in Beijing a couple of days. I was super jet lagged. I think I've been told and by you're a couple. super sheltered too. Like you right. were kind of getting driven around from place to place. Right. And, and I've been told now, which was a nice compliment from a few of my Chinese colleagues. And I'm a very keen observer because I've asked them a couple questions. And I've even stumped them on a couple questions, which Ooh. I was surprised. Um, uh, but anyways, so what I've noticed though, is since Beijing and Jinan are obviously very, very different. I mean, Beijing is the capital city. Jinan is the capital city of my province. But the thing is, Jared, I don't live downtown in Jinan. I live about 40 minutes away, uh, by bus. But still in Jinan. Well, yes. So it's in, so there are 10 provincial districts in Jinan or like neighborhoods. And I'm in what they call Changqing. And Changqing is further out. It's in the southwestern part of Jinan. It's super beautiful. There's more nature here. You, I can see the mountains once again from my apartment, just like in the Czech Republic. Ooh. So I love that. Um, I'm super high up. I'm on the 17th What's, floor. I was just about to ask. Yep, 17th floor. My apartment is beautiful. Honestly, it's it's too big for one person, but um, <laughs> I'm okay with it. Um, and well, yeah, so, what's your apartment like? What's your kitchen like, for example? Kitchen is great. I have uh, a toaster oven or uh, yeah, toaster oven, a microwave, 
a gas stove. And then because Chinese people love to fry foods and they use a lot of oils, uh, I have this really nice fan over top of my stove with the two burners. And nice. I have a fridge. Uh, and the university has provided everything so far, which has been great. The only utensils I bought, I bought a fruit peeler because you're supposed to peel fruits uh, that you buy here. You wash them and then you peel them just because there could be pesticides and other contaminants uh -huh. on the fruit. So sure. you should peel them. Um, but yeah, so it's great though, man. Um, and I'm, I'm about a half a mile walking distance from like a big, uh, like one of the malls and then about uh, seventh or eighth of a mile away from uh, another big shopping mall. And so let me tell you, Jared, on Sunday night, I decided I, I ponied up and I was like, all right, I need to get groceries. I'm going to the grocery store. Yes. And I, I tell you what, man, what you realize when you live in a foreign country, especially a place where you've never been before, it even the simplest of tasks can be very daunting physically oh, and yeah. mentally. And I have to really be in the right headspace to do them. So I was like, all right, I'm really tired and I'm hungry, but I need to go to the grocery store. So I went to the grocery store and that's when it really hit me, man. Like, I'm here. I'm here and I'm doing this. <laughs> like, because I walk in the You're grocery store. Now. Right. And first of all, I, like an idiot, I, I went in, the mall is pretty big and there's kind of two different entrances. I went in one entrance and I ended up going so in the mall, wrong. There's a grocery store within the mall. Yeah, there's a okay, grocery okay, store, okay. a clothing store, all sorts of stuff. Um, okay. And so the funny thing is, though, is that uh, so I walk in and I'm walking around. And I'm like, oh, there's a grocery store. And I see like the cash registers and stuff. And I'm like, I don't see the entrance. So I walked I walked in the exit, got a couple weird looks from people um, to start out with and then uh, walked around quite a bit. And then I realized like, I don't know what half of this stuff is like, you know, because if there aren't good pictures on it, I have no idea what it is. You know, because I can't right. read the Chinese characters. And I've tried to use the, the app I would use on my phone in the Czech Republic to translate. Dude, half the time it doesn't work. <laughs> so there's so much stuff that I would love to try, but I have no idea what it is. Um, so what did you end up buying? So I bought, let's, what did I end up buying? I bought some bananas because that's pretty safe. Bought some bananas. <laughs> bought You can recognize these, those. Right. Bought these really tasty uh, my goal is when I go to the grocery store. I bet you store, there's a lot of great treats, like candy and treats. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, my goal while I'm you here, Jared, is, is to... Oh, that's a, that'd be a good idea. That'd be kind of fun. Mm -hmm. um, Every now and again, some candy right. reviews. That's a good idea. Um, Chad has my, never read a cavity, by the way, everyone. I haven't. 27 years wood. of age. Yeah. But anyways, the funny thing is, is that... Um, I'm going to try to be a lot more adventurous here. I mean, I think... By fault, you have to be a little bit unless you want to spend a yeah. lot of money and only eat Western food here, which I wouldn't suggest because Chinese food is amazing here. It's, you know, it's a billion times better than Chinese food in the States. It's more flavorful. It's more fresh. <laughs> I feel um, like it's prob they're probably not even the same thing. Not really. Not really. Is there access to Western food, quote unquote? Yes. Uh, but and before what are I some talk examples of. Okay. 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 Before sorry, I talk sorry. about that, though, uh, back to the grocery store because because oh, I right. want to talk about right, this right. for a bit. Yes. I'm sorry. So I'm just, I've got so you, many questions. You're you're good. You're good. <laughs> um, and so anyway, so the grocery store. My goal is to try something new every time I go there. Um, okay. Whether it be a snack, something else. Um, so you got bananas. You said. Got bananas. Got these and got these really good pretzel sticks with like melted chocolate on the top. I think they're called oh, like yeah. pokies. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they and have those so, here do they really okay i um, mean they're not popular but you can p find them rather easily in the u.s yeah okay 
Yeah, and I knew, okay, they're pretzel sticks and they have chocolate. And I got one with chocolate and one with uh, strawberry-flavored chocolate. And that was really, really good as well. Okay. Um, What else? I bought some apples. I'm still on the fence about buying meat um, just because uh, I thought about buying frozen meat and then, like, popping in the freezer, like chicken breast. They don't really have a ton of that here. Uh, The frozen meat that I've seen so far has been beef. Um, I prefer to eat more chicken than beef. Um, so I may go to the deli. I mean, the deli, it seems like it's okay. Like from what I've been told, if it's, if you can tell that they keep it at a cool temperature and, uh, and there's a thermometer and there's no flies around it, usually it's okay. But some places, you know, you will see flies and stuff. Um, but the crazy thing, and this is where the culture shock really set in was not only seeing so much food that I had no idea what it was, but also seeing live fish and seafood. So so obviously oh, yeah. in the States, we have, you know, live lobster at some grocery stores, but they have everything, dude. They have crab, they have lobster, they have these giant bullfrogs. They're huge, dude. They're like, Ugh. they're huge. Um, and the funny thing is they're like, their heads pop out oh of the water and their body is all the way down in the tank and they're still alive. Um, and the reason why they still have all this live seafood is that's how you know it's fresh. Um, and right. there's some Chinese dishes where you eat, I believe it's either shrimp or prawn, you eat alive. You literally eat it alive. Um, okay. Because that's how you know it's super duper fresh. Um, I think I've seen, I don't know if it's alive, but I've seen that happen with some sort of like octopus or squid-like thing where it's still like th- moving around. I think that's, yeah, I, and I think that's in Japan. And I think okay. that's when... I'm sorry, I just saw th- this on social media. You're, you're good. <laughs> and, with, and with that octopus that moves around, it's because they use some type of vinegar or oil uh, that causes so the tentacles. Alive. Right, but it causes the tentacles, it causes a reaction to make them move still. Um, okay. But yeah, but then I also saw turtles. Dude, when I saw the turtles, I'm not going to lie, it made me wanted to cry a little bit i love turtles have loved turtles since a little kid but the thing is like you just have to accept it's a different country it's a different culture and you know they eat it so um and you know and that's totally fine if they if you know it's in their cuisine they can eat it i'm probably not going to try turtle i think there are certain foods that for me are off limits um and turtles i don't like seafood in general but that's the other funny thing jared is that seafood with that kind of seafood i think so i mean it's in the seafood area the seafood section but the funny thing that i've noticed so far too jared is that um, i sat in on a really fascinating class on friday a class about chinese culture and it was all about chinese cuisine and you know why certain cuisines are this way and this way in other parts of china and the funny thing was though is that i've i've talked to the teacher a little bit and she knows i don't like seafood and the funny thing is a lot of chinese people um, I think they're very open to eating many different types of foods, where, whether it's seafood, it's, it's poultry, it's beef, whatever. And when I tell Chinese people I don't like seafood, they always ask me, which I find funny, is they always ask me why. And it's like, mm. what, what do you want me to tell you? I don't like the taste. I don't it's like the flavor. Question. I don't like the smell. But it's hard to answer. It's like, why don't yeah. you like something that's like a, a taste or an opinion? And it's just kind of like, well, it's, that's just, <laughs> that's just how it is. But I think being able to say something like that is in itself kind of like a luxury, you know? Right. Like just that's, to be like, oh, no, true. I don't eat that. It's like, what, what do you mean you don't eat that? Right, right. And, and then usually the response I'll get is when I say why and then I explain it, they'll say, oh, but it's delicious. And I'm like, well, I'm sure you find it very I delicious, agree. but it's just not not what my taste buds enjoy, I guess. Um, but so, there's tons of seafood. And the other crazy thing too, Jared, is a lot of chips and snacks are uh, shrimp 
flavored. Oh yeah. So there's okay. Cheetos here that are shrimp flavored. Interesting. Ha- I know they have like Lay's esque things that are. So half of the Lay's, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Half of the Lay's that you see, they have one of them that's on the on the and it has the Chinese characters, but it has it in English underneath it. And one of them is Italian red meat flavor. I tried the roasted chicken wing flavor. It was actually kind of good. I they believe had, that. They had uh, what other ones? They have they have a <laughs> they have a cucumber flavor. They have a shrimp flavor. Um, yeah. Then the other day, I also got the classic American flavor, which is just. I know they have like a lamb something. Yep. Yep. Um, I've yeah. seen that before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they have also. It's just it's just really fascinating to see all the different foods in the grocery store, and I'm really looking forward to spending more time. Now I'm, I've been there a couple times, so I'm acquainted with what I can get where. Um, but I tell you what, buddy, I got hustled the other day when I was in the produce section. So I was in the produce section buying my apples and uh, this woman comes up to me and and they have all these shop assistants and helpers. So the nice thing is if I need to find something, like I need a laundry detergent to do my wash. And uh, so I went up to this woman and and held up my phone with the translation of laundry detergent and she showed me where it was. But the funny thing is, is that the shop assistants are very persistent on trying to, they'll tell you like, oh no, this one's the best. And they like try to tell you like, she pointed at this one thing and like said all this stuff in Chinese and I just kind of gave her a blank stare and I'm like, I don't know what you're saying, but okay. And so she pointed at this laundry detergent to get it. And the interesting thing is you would think, Jared, that they would be pointing to the more expensive one, right? But she actually right. showed me the cheaper one. Huh. So I think why, for why? them, they, they, look at, they look at it as this is your best bang for your buck. This is your best deal, our best value that you can get. Because Chinese oh, so people- so they're being honest. Yeah. Not honest, but they were like, there was like a good piece of consumer advice. Right. They said you got hustled or swindled or something. Well, s- sorry. So I got off track. So they have oh, shop okay. assistants. <laughs> I was like, that's not sh- very helpful. Right. No. So I got swindled in the produce section. Or not swindled, but I just wasn't. You have to be very assertive, I would say here, especially as a foreigner right. in China. Um, yeah. And so what, what happened was is she, I walked by and I had my apples in my bag and she stops me and she had these little fruits. I still don't know what they're called. Don't know what they are. Um, and um, she holds one up and she says, very good. And she hands it to me and she goes like that, like mouthing, like to bite it. And so we had been warned, one, mm-hmm. you need to be very careful of, I'm too paranoid as it is anyways, because you know it's my first time here and I don't know what to expect. And I'm generally can be a paranoid person in, in general once in a while not you nope um (laughs) um, but anyway so she so she hands me this thing and i realize it's it's been washed but it's like what water did they use is it sanitary to eat like we've been told that you should you should rinse your vegetables with i think it's like two parts water uh i don't remember the ratio but water and vinegar to like get the pesticides Mm -hmm. and stuff off of it and the bacteria and she hands it to me and she goes, bite it. And I'm like, oh, here we go. So I bit into it. It was good. Haven't died yet. <sighs> um, Slipping on gator piss. Haven't died yet, Jared. And, uh, it, but it was good. And so I was like, yeah, it's good. So she grabs a bag and she just starts putting all these in a bag. I have this bag full of them now at my apartment. Um, Chad got got already. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's yep. bound to happen. Yep. It's so weird yeah. that the people at the grocery store are upselling you. They're just employees, right? They don't own the place. Right. Right. Um, but it, part of it was my fault. Like I said, I wasn't assertive enough. Like she kept putting them in. I should have told her stop. I tried to tell her stop, but I was like, uh, and she just kept going. I was yeah. like, okay, that's I enough. That. I got that. Um, right. 
Um, but yeah, but it's been quite an experience just walking around the grocery store and seeing what they sell. They have frozen pizzas and the frozen pizzas have like what are like frozen mixed vegetables. So like peas, carrots, and corn on the pizza. So that's kind of interesting. Another one is a mushroom tuna pizza. Kind of interesting. Slipping on gator piss. But yeah, but I will tell you, buddy, my skills with chopsticks are getting better. What I notice though, what happens is the beginning of the meal, it's great. It's fine. And then my hand will start to get tired. Dude, yeah. And then I resort to the spoon. Yeah. But it's getting there. I had ramen today, actually. And I can use chopsticks, but I'm terrible at them. And my hand got tired too. But I keep it up just because I don't. I want to look cool, you know. There you go. But nice. uh, that's cool. Okay, so so you've been there for a week. It's crazy mm-hmm. to me. I like. I, I guess I knew that, but it never really crossed my mind. So, how long have you been in Jinan? I got here on Wednesday, so tomorrow will be a week. Oh, in Jinan. Oh, oh, crazy. What have yep. you been eating? So. Let's see here. So my student, well, so the first really cool cultural experience that I had was a couple of my students took me out to what they call hot pot. And do you, are you familiar with hot pot at all, Jared? No. So what it is is... How did you meet your big, students? Uh, I, I was putting a contact with them w- by another teacher and they actually came to my apartment my first night here and dropped off a couple things like hangers and some other stuff from my apartment. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And so they've been super helpful. Um, so late shout out to a couple of my students um, for being so helpful. It's been great. Um, I'm looking at Hot Pot, though. So what it is, Jared, is I'll explain it to our listeners. So what it is, is it's this big table. And then there's this, you know, cooker in the middle of the table, like a divot, a hole within the table. And that's where they bring out this pot and you can choose your broths. Usually there's a spicy one. The spicy one is why they call it Hot Pot, I think. Or it could be because it boils. Either way. Um, <laughs> either way. So there's usually three, sometimes four different sections of the hot pot. And so there's like a spicy one with peppers. There's a, another one. We had The ones we had were mushroom, like a mushroom broth, a tomato broth, which was delicious. Mushroom and tomato were great. And then the spicier one. And so the way it works is they turn it on and then it starts to boil. And then you grab... They have like different kinds of meats you can order and they're cut mm-hmm. really thin. So they're really thin slices of lamb or beef or whatever. Um, and then you, you put it in and you like cook and then you take it out and you eat it. So it's very fresh. It's very tasty. Um, kind of like a fondue almost. In a way. Yeah. In a way. And it seems a little more intricate. Right. Uh, and then the, the thing though, that once, once again, like every time I go out to eat here, I'm always like, uh-huh. Is this going to be okay? Is this going to be all right? So far, knock on wood, everything's been fine. No stomach issues, nothing. Um, but the thing is with hot pot is you put the food in with your chopsticks and you pull the food out with your chopsticks. Right. Now, granted, it, you're putting it in boiling broth. So I'm assuming it probably kills all the germs and bacteria, but I'm not a medical doctor, hey, listen, so I'm not sure. Don't ask me. Right. Um, <laughs> Jared said I was going to be okay. Uh, <laughs> right right do the toilet dance for a day and jared come on but um but yeah so but that was delicious but there were a couple foods that i didn't try um and that was like my that was my first night in jinan so i was also pretty tired from the travel and everything and it's just overwhelming when you're in a new place like yeah. this and you're you know you gotta pay very close attention to where you're going and everything and that night i also didn't have internet at all so i was completely cut off so if i were, were to get lost um, no way to use my translating app, n- nothing. So anyways, so we went out there and there were a couple of foods I didn't try. One of them was uh, duck small intestines. Didn't try that one. 
Okay. Uh, and, and then another one I think was like stomach lining of something, but it was weird. It looked like it was kind of this like brownish sponge. color. What? Like a sponge maybe? No. So it was like a brownish color and then it had oh, these sorry. like grooves, grooves on it, kind of like a cat's tongue, you know, okay. that kind of stick up. And, I don't uh, know what and a cat's tongue looks like. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Well, but it has these, had these like little spikes on it almost. Okay. Um, and I don't know if they, I don't know what they were, but I asked the students what it was and they said there's really no good translation. I was like, that just does not look appetizing to me, so I'm not going to try it. Um, but I think yeah, they so, call that, okay, keep going. Sorry. Don't even worry but, about it. Yeah. But it was, it was good. Um, once again, though, during the beginning, it was fine with chopsticks, and then it took a little while, uh, and then I had to use the spoon. But it was delicious, uh, really fresh, really good, so I enjoyed that. Um, and it was really funny. When, when we got there, I was the students were kind of explaining to me, because there are different ways to hold chopsticks. Um, and I've seen a lot of people in China hold chopsticks differently than the way they tell you to hold them on the, like, in the States when you get chopsticks, there's, like, three-step instructions on how to use them, right? Of course, yes. And I've seen a lot of Chinese people use them differently, um, where it's kind of like they almost make an X, and they cross, and then they use that. And with that, you can pick up, I think, smaller foods um, doing that. But the funny thing was I was trying to use the chopsticks, and the students were explaining to me how to use them. And this guy kind of saw, and he came and sat to the table next to us and started speaking English with me. Um, and so he was like, oh, very good. And he was, you know, trying to encourage me to use the chopsticks. And, and he was trying to get me to, you know, drink some beers with him. And I was with my students. I was really tired. And I'm like, I'm like thank you, but, you know, I'm just going to drink, like, water tonight. No beer for me. And he was telling me, like, Chinese drink beer fast. Like, you know, like, it's good to drink beer fast. And I'm like, no, like, you got to drink it slow and enjoy <laughs> it, you know. Coming from the Czech Republic and Germany and Austria, they tend to not drink it super fast. Um, That's not what I saw in the Czech Republic. That's all I'm uh, – I, I did not see it. Well, you weren't hanging slow. out with you weren't hanging out with a bunch of Czech people, though. What do you mean? You were hanging out with Don and I. Oh, I'm not talking about you guys. I'm talking about like when we were. It seemed like everyone around drinks pretty quickly. Like maybe they're not like chugging it down, but they seem to have a pretty good pace. That's fair. Like I they guess can you're drink right. a, a pint of beer pretty quickly. Right. I guess you're right. You're right. But yeah, what other questions do you have for me, buddy? Oh. um... So that's what you ate the one. Like, have you done like wandering? Have you been wandering around or anything? Yeah. I, well, basically the most wandering, I'll walk about a m- mile radius of my apartment just because it's a Why long walk. Because it's a long walk and it takes a while to get back home. Uh, okay. And plus trying to cross the street. The streets here are fairly large. And not only do you have like traffic from cars, <laughs> you have bikes, you have mopeds. Chad's never going to stay out later than eight o'clock. He's afraid to cross <laughs> the streets. <laughs> this this move has turned you into like a six-year-old well uh, i feel like a child because <laughs> of the language barrier seriously i feel like a child like basic stuff you can usually get done like i couldn't even i couldn't even get my my washing machine to work or my tea kettle to work and i realized on my and this is the funny thing on some of my electric outlets there's a small switch at the top that you have to turn on so the electrical outlet works all the other ones I've used that are lower down on the walls don't have this. So I'm sitting there and I'm trying to push all these buttons on my tea kettle and it's not turning on. And I'm like, what the heck? And then my washing machine, same thing. I like hit the power. And then, so I looked at the outlet and I'm like, what's this little thing in the corner? And I pushed it and then it was right. like, it clicked and then it turned on. Um, have, have you experienced any uh, tech, technological conveniences? They're like, oh, why don't we do this since you've been there? Well, not yet because I don't have my bank account and my like 
stuff to pay online setup. Right. But just they, they use their phones for everything here. Like you, you use an app to order your food at the restaurant. You use, you, you know, if you want to go to a oh, fast food sitting place. at the restaurant. Right. You, yeah. And they'll bring you food. You use it to pay for your cabs and, and, your, and your Didi, which is like a Chinese Uber here. I mean, we do you that use, too. Right. Well, yeah, for Uber, yeah. But I mean, they, they actually use, it's not the same. Like ours, they, it automatically draws from their account, right? Here, mm-hmm. you hold up a QR code on your phone that's connected to your bank account and they scan it. Um, oh, so that's, interesting. In that way, it's a little different. And the thing is, because they use WeChat, um, for everything here, there's QR codes everywhere to scan stuff, whether it's to buy oh. stuff to get information. So, like, literally, dude, you see QR codes everywhere. Like, I have a couple boxes that are, like, I had to set up my drying rack the other day. So, for the microwave. grocery store, do you, you get these QR codes? Uh, you can. You can, okay. but you don't have to. And I've been paying with cash um, because I don't have any of that stuff set up yet. I'll get my bank right. account do set up Do people look once. at you weird? Uh, <laughs> so... So I, I was hanging out with a, with a girl from South Africa yesterday and uh, I was showing around my area and uh, ended up, uh, we walked by and there's a Dairy Queen and she saw it and she's like, oh my God, like Ooh. I haven't had Dairy Queen forever. Can we go? So I'm like, sure. So we went and uh, you know, me trying to be a gentleman, I paid for the ice cream. And so, um, brilliant. So, but all I had were hundreds, like I had hundreds and then I had but then the funny thing was it was, four, it was 44, 44 kwai or 44 yuan here. Let me, let me look at what the, what the uh, I'm gonna guess exchange two rate dollars. is for you. I think it's probably four or five bucks, but let me see here. Oh, it is six dollars. Six dollars okay. for two ice creams, which isn't too bad. Um, but so it was 44 uh, RMB. And I first gave her 100 and she had this look of like, oh, crap, really? And then she opens the cash register and it was almost empty. So thankfully, I had literally 44 kwai in ones, fives, <laughs> and tens. So I basically gave her all my small denominations. She was super happy and she gave me back my 100 uh, RMB. Um, but that's the thing, man. Like, but the problem is you get so dependent on your phone. If your phone dies, you're screwed. Right. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm, even once I get everything set up, I'm still going to keep 100 RMB on me for like emergencies. So you're not gonna you're not gonna carry around a charger with you? Oh, I I have so I have this beautiful bag from my university that I've been using, and that has my uh, portable battery, my power bank that has uh, a couple pens and pencils. I keep a copy of my passport on me. I don't have my passport right now because it's in the office, um, so I can get my residency permit. Um, so you have to keep a copy of your passport just so you have ID. And uh, yeah, so I've been carrying that around. I think after we finish with the podcast, though, I brought like a cheap foldable backpack, uh, which is good for like small day trips or something, but it's not great if you need to like carry a laptop or something heavy in because it's a really thin material. So I can buy a really nice backpack here. Um, you know those like Swiss gear backpacks in the States, Jared? They have the little Swiss sure, symbol yeah. on them. Yeah. They, have, they have them here. I'm, they might be knockoffs. I'm not sure, but they're only like Chinese $13. Gear. It's called. It's actually called. I think it's called Soldier Gear or something like that. But it has this yeah. little s- same it's symbol. Probably knockoffs. <laughs> right, but they but they look like they're decent quality. So I might pick one up oh, today. Yeah, they might be before I start teaching. Um, that's the thing, though. You can get very good quality stuff here, um, very affordably, and that's another thing I've noticed. Um, and the the produce and stuff is really fresh. 
Um, I can't speak for the meat in the deli, but I know the seafood is obviously incredibly fresh because it's still alive. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been great though, being in Jinan. It's a wonderful city. Also, I have to say at first I was really worried that I would be so far away from the other foreign teachers because the foreign teachers at my university actually live in a hotel and they all live together, but that's in the downtown campus. So we have two campuses. We have a downtown and we have one out in the southern west in the part of uh, Chongqing here in uh, Jinan. And at first I was really worried. I was like, I'm going to feel very isolated. Um, I'm so far away from everything. But with these like different shopping malls near me um, and like the students are, are really nice and they're very helpful. And I think they also view it as a good opportunity for them to improve their English and practice their English with a native so speaker. So they're excited to talk to you. They are. And so I think it'll be also, great here. Do they also kind of see you... Similar to like how your Czech students saw you almost as like a teacher celebrity. It's like, oh, we got an American on campus kind of. Definitely. Because when I sat in on, <laughs> when I sat in on the class uh, on Friday, you know, I was obviously the only Westerner in the class and I walked in and everyone was talking. <laughs> it was so funny. I walked in, everyone was talking and then they just stopped and looked at me like, who is this guy? What is he doing here? And so I like walked to the back because I didn't want to draw too much attention. And I want the students to focus on the class, not on me. Um, and the teacher guys, told me like... Guys, please, please. Well, the, well, the funny thing is the teacher while. had told me um, that the students will be very curious and, and they might lose their focus on the lesson a little bit because you're there, like wondering who is he, why is he here? So she introduced me at the beginning of the class um, and then, uh, yeah, but it was interesting uh, sitting in on that class. And when I'm not traveling on Fridays, I hope to go to her class because I think I'll learn a lot about Chinese culture. Um, and it's just really interesting and fun. So, so yeah, so that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I feel like for a lot of the students too, I'm the first younger American because the other foreign teachers we have here that are from the States are on a program with uh, BYU, and I think most of them are 40 or older. Uh, and so okay. me being 27, you know, this, I'll be teaching juniors, so I think a lot of them are probably 20 or 21. So they're a little bit closer, obviously, to me in age than a 40-year-old. So, um, And I'm sure they'll be curious about a lot of things American-related. So I'm, I'm excited to kind of be an ambassador again of the United States. Yeah, yeah. Um do you so speaking of which do you uh how has the staring been what's that been like so the the cute the thing that i really like is it's a and probably now i really like it i'm sure and ask me yeah, in six or old. seven months and my old <laughs> but i really like it's so cute when children stare because they stare at you and, and i'm sure for some kids that. i'm the first westerner they've probably ever seen in their life and so yeah. they'll stare and, and a lot of times I'll wave at them and I'll smile at them and they lose it. They go crazy. Like they, they have this big grin on their face. They're super happy. It's really adorable. Okay. What does wig me out a little bit though is the blank stare of, I've gotten a lot of stares from like older Chinese guys where they'll just straight up just like have kind of a scowl on my face and just stare at me. And they're mm. like, and I have no idea what they're thinking. They're probably like, who is this guy? What is he doing? You know, is he a spy? Who knows? Um, I'm just a teacher. <laughs> Don't worry, people. I'm here to help. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, so, <laughs> so that's a little unsettling. But hey, that's up to you. Um, <laughs> I might have to use that in my lesson today. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I can understand that being a little weird. And it's like, sometimes you want you get the urge to like, well, at least I would get the urge to like stare back. Oh, but I it's do. like, well, oh, do you? 
Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're like confronting them or like like it's going to be too confrontational at some point? I don't or think so. Or it gets so. a little heated? Or it's I'm, like you start no. like doing that fake little like jerk no, at I'm not, them I'm thing? No, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. That's, <laughs> I think, I think they're just genuinely curious. What? what? Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> no, the, the, thing that, the thing that I'm probably going to start to do is just greet sunglasses. them. Sunglasses. Oh. You know, just say ni hao. Well, I, that's the other funny thing though. When I wear sunglasses, I get less stares. And I think it's because of my blue eyes. So when I wear mm. sunglasses, they, I think they'll, they'll look at me and they'll realize like, oh, I'm sure the beard doesn't help as well because um, not many Chinese guys have beards. Um, and so, but then when I take off the shades, that's when people really start to look. Ah. <laughs> Must be nice, Chad, to have I people guess, just look so. longly in your face. The I funny wouldn't know thing what that's is, like. Right. The funny thing is, though, is I've come across a couple foreigners here, a couple Westerners. Well, I don't know if they're westerners or what but i there was a there was a a black dude actually in my apartment complex we both kind of gave each other a nod like what's up um, so that was kind of cool i love that got a little soul brother nod he knows what it's like just for a <laughs> hot right. sec to that's be right. part of an elite force of uh blacks <laughs> um that's but, yeah. a, I, but I, I mean i i could totally understand that you know it's like you can uh what is it when you're like co uh like sharing negative like uh, like not negativity, but like you're like sharing in like a tough experience essentially. Commiserating. Like, yes, thank you. Yes, commiserating. Just like a yeah. tiny bit of like commiserating. Right. Just like I, I understand the struggle, but, but uh, yeah. that's cool. And it's yeah, it's like it's nice to see someone like oh like we mm-hmm. uh, that he, there was probably an American person. Seems like when when did she think? Could have been African because they do true. have Africans here too. Um, that's true. But yeah, the the funny thing is though too, Jared. So let me just give you a quick very very brief overview of like since i got in jinan because beijing it was an orientation uh, a lot of information but here so once i really felt like i got here once i got to jinan so i was picked up by my foreign affairs officer at my university uh taken to my apartment they were still actually putting some stuff together in my apartment i have like an air conditioning unit i have a nice tv I have a desk, uh, I have a two bedroom apartment, it's really nice. Um, and so they were putting it together and then I had to go register uh, with the police. So I went and registered my address with the police and they scanned my passport and everything. Then, uh, then we went to a small grocery store, I got some water and some toilet paper and some other necessities. Then after that, I came back and uh, what did we do after that? And then after that, I think I just came back and relaxed. But it was kind of funny because I didn't have internet my first day here and I didn't have a SIM card in my phone, like a Chinese SIM card. So I was really hoping to talk Fully to my parents. Grid. I was. And, and that's when I really felt quite isolated. But, you know, I told myself, it's only for a day. It's not a big deal. Yes. Um, you know, I was more disappointed just because um, I didn't want my parents to worry because I told them, yeah, I should, I should have Wi-Fi in my apartment. I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. And then Wednesday I came around. Too, Chad, just so you I'm, know. Sh- I'm sure you did. I appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then I got my Chinese SIM card and you know, I had uh-huh. like 150 notifications on my WeChat because I'm in a couple different like teacher groups and stuff here. Have um, you had anyone so ask you for, uh, for your WeChat yet in public? N- no, no random people have asked me yet, but I'm sure it'll happen. Um, I have had a couple people like not, not very coy like pull out their phones and snap a picture of me when I'm walking down the street. That's oh, happened a man. couple times. That's rough. Um, have you had? Have you had? Have you tried quote unquote going out at all? Going to a bar or anything? So I went and had a couple beers with this uh, really awesome South African girl yesterday. 
uh, at this place called uh, Beer Kingdom. Uh, Her name's Danielle, and she, uh, I met her through, like, there's a group online for expats in Jinan. So, um, so I saw her there and we just started messaging and, uh, yeah. And we went to this really cool restaurant called hippie food. Uh, and it was a more Western style place. You could get, we got burgers. They were delicious. Um, they had quesadillas, they had sandwiches. What? (laughs) Hippie. Hippie. That's right. And I, and the burger I got was called the hippie burger. Right. Um, right. You'd think it'd be like vegan or vegetarian, but yeah. Um, but yeah. And I think while I'm here, I'll probably eat fast food at least in the states when i was there over the summer the only fast food i really ate was like a and w i think i had taco bell once and i had wendy's once because i had to try those spicy nuggets by wendy's and they were pretty good um, yes I've but here i'm definitely before. planning on at least eating western food or fast food probably a couple times a week mm. um because otherwise it's all chinese food um of chinese course, food is delicious but sometimes you gotta change it up um what, what are some yeah. of the go-to quote-unquote western foods well, near me, it would be uh, this hippie food place, which is a restaurant. It would be KFC or Burger yes. King or Dairy Queen. I've heard. I didn't know about Burger King or Dairy Queen. I knew KFC was very popular over there. Mm-hmm. And it's good. Like I had it a couple of days ago. It was really good. Do you, Have you seen anything on the menu that stood out to you that you've never seen in an American KFC? I mean, I'm sure they have it. So yeah, they have, noticed, they, have your sta- they have your standard wings and drumsticks. Then they have uh, these other... Uh, I mean, they look they look kind of like wings, but I guess I looked at the translation and it, and it translates as chicken cartilage. Um, but I think yeah. it's just a I think it's just a certain so just part a of the nugget. like leg or the thigh. <laughs> um, okay. okay. Yeah. But but I, I had the wings and the fries, and it was really really good. Then there's this Chinese fast food place uh, that like a Western Chinese fast food place called Dico's, and I tried that yesterday before I went grocery shopping because I was like I'm really hungry and I need to eat something before I go grocery shopping. So I once again, no, I had, I had nuggets and fries there and it was also really good. And the nuggets came with a sweet and sour sauce and that was pretty tasty. Um, but yeah, but other, other than that, I've been trying to eat more Chinese food. And then at my apartment, I just like have small snacks and have like fruits basically. So you haven't even, I mean, you're not even a cook in general, but you haven't even tempted. You haven't even messed around with that yet. Well, my gas stove still doesn't work. So I have to get that oh, up and right. running. Um, so I've been using the microwave, um, and I've reheated, I have some Chinese leftovers and that's what I'll have for lunch later. It's really good. It's this beef with mushrooms in a soy sauce. And then I have that with uh, steamed broccoli and it is delicious. Ooh, really, really good. That does sound good. That does sound good. So, all right. That's all I got for you right now. Last thing I'll mention though about food though, Jared, sorry. Last thing I'll mention is I tried, I forget what the dish is called now, but it is basically like cooked and like seasoned pig intestines. And the only reason why I tried it was the, the Chinese culture class I went to, the teacher explained it's like a specialty here in Jinan. And because I was in the class, she like straight up told me in front of the whole class, she was like, Chad, you have to try it. So I was like, all right, well, I feel kind of obligated. And I went out to this really good Chinese restaurant called Memories of Jinan. And the student suggested it. He's like, oh yeah, like try this, try this. So I was like, all right. So I tried it. It was flavor wise, it was fine, but I just couldn't wrap my head around eating pig intestines. So I, mm. I had two of them. I, I ate them. Um, what was the uh, consistency like? Very chewy. Were, very, okay. very chewy. And what I kept it's telling like a myself a lot of bites. A lot of bites, very chewy, a little rubbery almost. And the fun, like, the, like I said, the flavor was actually pretty good. 
But just the thought of pig intestines, ugh, it just... <laughs> uh, but uh, anyways the, the funny thing about it though is i'm like eating it and as i'm eating it i tell myself like just pretend it's bacon just pretend it's bacon just pre- and so that's how i got it down because i didn't want to oh be rude you know yeah but like i said flavor flavor wise it was good but you i'm know. glad you did that though because i think you're gonna run into a couple of those scenarios where you're gonna have to right. swallow your uh i was gonna say pride but not even yeah. your pride you just had like you know give in a little bit even mm-hmm. if you don't want to Right. Well, it's good to try new stuff. Um, but yeah, I definitely had sure. to be brave. Like the Untranslatable podcast. That's um, true. Yeah. No. I'm. Yeah. And you. And once you've done it, you. You. You don't. You know, like now, you can say you don't want to, and actually have something to back that up. Right. Right. Uh, I'm sure I'm. I'm gonna have many more questions, and I'm sure you're gonna have more, mm-hmm. more, more and more observations and epiphanies mm-hmm. while you're there. But um, this was a good starter. I'm glad you're doing okay. Um, I've seen those pictures of your town. It looks very old school. Is that the right word for it? Well, that's the old part of town, but yeah, okay, that's the okay. oldest part of town. It's very traditional and old so school. So your area yeah, doesn't beautiful. look like that? No, I'll, I'll snap some pics today on my walk to campus for you. Okay. Because okay. it's really pretty with the mountains and stuff. Cool. Yeah, please. A picture out your window or something would be nice. Right. Absolutely. Um, but now I think it's time to talk about a song of the pod, and I have to give yes. a special shout out to my very good friend, Rachel. Um, she was a, a grad student with me at MSU. She's an amazing person. Um, and she speaks really good Mandarin and, uh, has been very, very helpful with advice and tips. And she, she's a listener of our podcast, Jared, and she actually recommended oh. the song to me. Um, oh, and great. so she spent thank some you. time in Taiwan and yeah, so thank you very much, Rachel. And, uh, the song is by a group called a uh, transition, right? Um, yes. And, uh, and the song is called uh, Doi Bu Chi, which, is, which means I'm sorry in English. Mm-hmm. Is that my turn? Now I'm supposed to tell yes, you what I think of it. Yes, that is your tune. Yes, that is your it's turn. It's three dudes walking down the street in China singing a song. Taiwan. In, in Taiwan, singing a song. In, what language is it? Chinese, Mandarin. In, in Mandarin and English, kind of like mix and mix and explaining, mm-hmm. oh, sorry for my mistakes. I'm a, I'm a new person here. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Which... Uh, obviously chad understands that feeling i understand that yep. feeling of mm-hmm. when i moved to germany many years ago um now i'll say this it's very like it's clearly like you know like you can tell like those three million views are all by like probably expats that live in china or something like that um probably got passed around the expat circle a lot it's a good song it's good for learning i would i would imagine mm-hmm. um a little cheesy a little cheesy but it's a good song very catchy though and i yes. think it sounds really nice like the, the yes. way the lyrics sound it sounds really nice and they have thankfully provided uh the chinese characters and also uh english translation below and the funny thing yes. was though jared i did understand a bit of what they were talking about in the beginning of the video when there's no subtitles and so so this guy How's at this that? food place have you been learning anything yet yeah, I have a little bit, oh, okay. bits and pieces. Listen, I wasn't, so, I wasn't challenging you. I was curious. <laughs> so, so <laughs> felt felt a little attacked, injured, not a lot. Uh, so, so what they say, at least the the little bit of what I understood was, um, this guy, this Taiwanese guy, calls the drummer over and says, "My go ren, my go ren," which is Chinese for American. So it's like American, mm. American. You know, I like, come over here, and then the guy corrects him and says, "I'm not American." I'm an Englishman. 
So that's what I understood. Well, I rem- oh, ooh, uh-huh. I remember that part. I'm not an no, Englishman. Yeah, yeah. And then later in the song, they also sing that. So maybe that's how I figured it out. I'm not really okay. sure. But but I know Michael Ren is American. Um, and I think it actually, what's interesting is it translates to like people of a beautiful country or something interesting. like that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, did, song, I did like mm-hmm. the song. Um, like, like I, I do like the idea of, like I joked, but I do like the idea of it being like a great sort of like song that expats like the you know everyone can sort of remember like the kind of like i remember my first german movie being uh, lola rent you know right. it's like i i like that sort of and it clearly it's popular it had like mm-hmm. millions of views right. um i liked it though and i like the uh like i like the um like the idea of it and i can understand mm-hmm. and it's and it's a struggle that i'm sure you immediately and so many people can relate to Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, please just give me a break. I'm so sorry. Just constantly just like, right. oh my God, right. I'm so sorry. I'm just like, in the I, way. When I was in the grocery store uh, a couple of days ago, I walked by the cosmetics aisle and these two, these two uh, shop assistants look at me and try to hand me something and say all this stuff in Chinese. And I was just like, ah. and I told them in English, I'm like, sorry, don't speak Chinese. Uh, now I can at least say, uh, which means I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so we're, we're getting there and that's from the song uh, so I'm planning on listening to the song and learning a lot of the vocab from it Yeah. Um, so it's great you so betcha. check out our YouTube channel Untranslatable Podcast for the song of the pod Dwey Buchi by Transition mm-hmm. it is a great song and will teach mm-hmm. you definitely some very useful Chinese vocabulary and it's a catchy yeah. song and there's a really pretty key change in there I think there's two key changes it goes up and up okay. towards okay. the end of it um, I'll take but your yeah, word it's a cute that. song. Check it out. And thank you again, Rachel, for suggesting it. If you have any yes, other suggestions, Rachel, or anybody else who speaks Mandarin, please let us know because I am in dire need to learn this language because the barrier is so much bigger than when I was in the Czech Republic. Speaking of language barriers and trying to overcome them, Jared, it's yes. time for the Chinese one word, word at a time. We, we overcome these barriers one word at a time. That's right. We have baby steps. And so my word for you today, Jared, is who and who it's not mama hoo hoo. It's a different tone. I'm probably not saying <laughs> right. the tone right just yet. But who, uh, in in this case, means lake. And I picked it because I knew you would be by the lake oh, in yes. Ludington. Yes. So I'm still doing Spanish words of the pod. I'm looking for a new show. I think I found one. It's like a crime show. I'm done with false identity, man. That show is messed up, Too bro. Intense. Okay. Bump me enough. out every episode. <laughs> I don't want to see like. Like there was, I, there was a whole plot line about uh, a girl, like the police chief of the town, like selling like eighteen year old girls to the cartel for like sex trade. Yeah, no, nope, I couldn't watch um, that. And it was just, it was just too much. I was like, this is bumming me out. Like, I like this is not fun. Right. Uh, so I'm done with that show. But I'm gonna find another show, and I shall prevail. But I do have a Spanish word of the pod. Nice. And it is uh, relajar. Or uh, if I'm talking about myself, I would say uh, relajo. Oh, it's to relax. Wow. How did you know that? Relax. It's kind of a cognate. Similar, I guess Re- so. I guess relajar? So. I'd say that's right. I'd say that's a cognate. <laughs> All right, relax, um, Chad. But yeah. <laughs> relajar. <laughs> I, I, f- I found out, by the way, yesterday that in Afrikaans, they also roll their R's. Um, so a little, little do they fun do tidbit for you. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think, think so. so either. Um, well, Jared, it's time for some corny jokes. And I got a couple that are like jokes or puns one way or another. And maybe you know this, this one. But I thought it was kind of funny and I chuckled. So here we go. Why did the <laughs> Clydesdale give the pony a glass of water? Um, 
I don't know why's that. I have no idea. Because he was a little horse. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what they do with like um like getting hung over because they're sponsored by Budweiser or something. Oh yeah, I could I could see where you would uh, think that. My next one for you, Jerry, is what do you call a fish without eyes? I have no idea. What? I have no idea. Fish. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh it's hard to pronounce really that without the eyes over there i am i'm very easily it's amused the jet lag it's the jet lag could be my last one for you jared is why did the scarecrow win an award why is that because he was outstanding in his field oh that's good. all right that's, good. that's a quality pun right there that's a good plan right i like that yeah <laughs> yep that's a good one Yes. That's a good one. Well, Jared, it's time for Quote of the Pod to wrap up our episode. Mm-hmm. And I think to wrap it up, either when you're in Ludington relaxing or on the road again trying to explore your new home, I think the important thing at the end of the day to have good peace of mind is, is in a way, your Spanish word of the pod, which is relax. And for me, yeah, here finding relaxation is, you know, a couple of the Western amenities that bring back thoughts of home. So for me, I know this will sound silly, but definitely eating at Dairy Queen was kind of nice. Um, they have Oreo blizzards, which are delicious. Do they have um, food at the, at there too? They do. They like do. And the crazy thing about fries and the stuff. crazy thing about food though, Jared, is they display their food and obviously it's all plastic food, but so you can kind of see what it looks like. So it's like toy food, oh, yeah. like children's toy food. <laughs> so you see where it all looks like, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, but they I think have like a board it, or something. Well, and they'll have a little menu, and some of the little oh, menus okay. will have English translated, and then, then usually what I do is I say jiga, which is this in Chinese, and point. Mm. So there we go. Um, but jiga. I think, yeah, the, the quote of the pod, I would say for today is just whenever you're on the road again, I think it's important to make time for yourself, your mental health, and relax. Yes. Oh, I agree. You betcha. And um, I feel refreshed, rejuvenated, and ready to drink some of this uh, potentially black cherry wine. <laughs> I, be- I believe it. I absolutely absolutely well we hope you've enjoyed this episode of uh jared on the road again in luddington and me on the road again still trying to learn the ropes here in china it's been yeah. a great experience for both of us and uh we're both very excited to share more with you in the coming episodes so let us know what you thought of this episode either at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com or you could be amazing and give, give us five star reviews on itunes or stitcher uh, that would be love. greatly appreciated and also give us some feedback on what you like or don't like but preferably mm, what you like mm, so we can mm, give you more of that mm, and also check out our instagram untranslatable podcast for clips pics and all sorts of goodies as well so we want to thank you uh for listening and all of your support and as we say here at the untranslatable podcast muchas gracias and shisha.